Radio Free Brooklyn. Hey, it's Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I give a shit. I'm anxious. I'm just going to, can I just put that out there today? I am really, really nervous about nuclear war. I mean, it's making me really, really anxious. So um, I'm just putting that out there in case you're feeling that same way. Uh, Let's just stick together and, uh, you know, um, find your own bomb shelter experience. I think that could be very exciting. I think it'll be, I think all this stuff is actually great for the practice of psychotherapy. So it's probably really a good period for me. I shouldn't be anxious. Anyway, I, um, I'm not going to waste too much time up front. I'm just going to get through the business of letting you know that you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. And that you should go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and give us money. Because we're all going to be dead soon anyway. And also, uh, you need we all need to... I'm giving money to things, too. Believe you me. We all got to like do what we can because... We're being fucked over royally by the government and uh, free press, free voices, people like me, people like us, Radio Free Brooklyn, are going to keep things going for everybody. Okay, so just, you know, even if you just give us like a buck, like a thank you, hello, we're listening to you, buck, we are happy with that. That is very, very good. So thanks for being with us today. I'm very, very excited. This place is packed. It's packed. I've got Ben, my sexy intern from last week. Ben, are you okay that I'm that I'm like harassing you? It's really crowded in here, right, Ben? <laughs> yeah? Okay, but anyway, besides Ben, the sexy intern, he is. He is. Right, guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually Especially have. Especially with the Captain America I know. T-shirt. I know. I have um, like a real, like a real, like a pretty, like a pretty big star or pretty big, pretty big deal for this show, for any show, really. And and um, Ben Curtis, folks, Ben Curtis, um, who is currently, he's done so many things. I'm not going to just pick one out because that would be wrong and unfair to all of his achievements. But anyway, you will, we will be getting to know him, and he has many multiple achievements, including being engaged, and he's here Yay. with his band, which includes his fiance. I was, I was curious about that, Ben. I have to say, when I was like doing research on you guys, I was wondering if you guys were a couple, you know. But the, it's not super. The rumors, obvious. the rumors it's are not true. Super, super <laughs> obvious. So I just want to let you know who um, is in Ben's band. Ben's band is called, it's not really Ben's band. It's really a trio. It's called, right? Yeah, it is our band. Yes. Um, It's called Full Moon Party Music. Fullmoonparty.com. Fullmoonpartymusic.com. But our band is Full Moon Party. There you go. There yes. you go. Thank you, Ben. There's a lot of full moon parties out there. Yeah. There are, I noticed. But we are the music. And you are the music. So it's a trio consisting. And they're all here live. I'm staring at them right now. I'm surrounded by attractive people. This is why I do this. Rough life. Okay, so we have Ben Curtis, like I said. And Ben brought his banjo. And is that a harmonica? It is. And uh, 
and he sings also. Mm-hmm. And then we have Robbie Frost, who has an electric guitar. And you and uh, they brought all this shit here to, <laughs> just for us. Just for us. This is incredible. I'm blown away. I can't take it. <laughs> ben, you're going to have to take... Ben, Ben, the intern, you're going to take over because I'm getting kind of overwhelmed here. <laughs> um, okay, so... And, and Robbie Frost plays guitars, keys, and sings. They all sing. And then we have... Uh, the lovely and talented Cassie Fireman, who is lead vocals, and she also has a keyboard with her today. I am just the keyboard holder right now. Oh, you're a keyboard, because I, I thought you sing. just did vocals, right? I, yeah, I write. I write um, our songs. Well, we actually oh, You all write, write together. Yeah. Ben yeah. already told me this. Yeah. Yeah. You all write the music together, and everybody sings. So it's a pretty, right. like, it's a trio. It's not a it like a one-man band here. Yeah. We got like a community group thing, right, guys? We are. We like We're all share. about community. Yeah. Okay. So um, I want to get through a little bit how Ben and I met. I want Ben to explain the uh, music, the kind of music uh, the trio plays, and then we're going to go right into hearing something live. So let's just rush through everything and get to the live part. All right. How's our levels, Ben, the intern? How's the levels? Will you watch and make sure everybody's good? Right in the middle there, right down the middle, that they're right near their mics? Okay. Awesome. This guy knows what he's doing. I'm, t- I'm, taking, adva- I'm taking full advantage of uh, Ben, the intern, skills. Okay. <laughs> So let's talk about how we met Ben Curtis. Let's do it. Let's do it. So anyway, uh, for those of you, uh, you know, as Dr. Lisa, I started doing Dr. Lisa in 2001. And then in 2004, my mother died and left me some money. And I wound up producing a show of of, uh, Psychotherapy Live. In, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So it was a one-person show where I uh, did psychotherapy for the audience, uh, you know, on audience volunteers for the audience. In Scotland. In Scotland. An international audience. An international audience. And it was awesome. It was amazing. And I think it was the opening night there. You were there, Ben, right? Yeah. So, um... I recognized you from, um, because uh, for some of you who are um, like at least over 30, 40, I don't know. So Ben Cur- Ben Curtis was famous at one, like really famous at one point, kind of like the uh, Verizon guy. I mean, except more of a character, not boring like that. Like the, per- like, <laughs> like flow the progressive. Like lady. the dude, because he had this, this uh, tagline, dude. You're getting Adele. And everybody knew that. And uh, Ben and I haven't really talked about this directly before, but I'm sure that when you walk down the street, everybody went, hey, dude, you're getting Adele. Right at that point in your life? Yeah. Right, right. Did you get sick of it? Oh, yeah. You did. It's fast, right? Well, I mean, it's just hard to be a human when you're like a walking commercial. uh, Yeah. And it's also, I mean, uh, I know what shooting a commercial is like because I've been on the art direction side of that. But also, here's something I want you guys to know about Ben that I didn't really know until I was doing research. But besides a lot of other um, credentials, Ben attended NYU 
British School of the Arts on an acting scholarship, folks. So you're obviously been a serious, accomplished actor. Very serious. And like being known, for, except for now, yeah. except for on this show, you can never be serious. But I'll make fun of, yes. Yeah. Bring it <laughs> on. Bring serious. it on. Let's do it. Yeah. You're fucking serious. You know what's so funny then? I was trying to be taken so seriously, but I was on the silliest, quirkiest commercial and you know, America, and I was just really wanting to be taken seriously. Well, no one, no one, well, how old, you were 23, right? I was, well, it started when I was 20. 20. So I was already like going through some crisis or something. And then, you know, you get what you want as an actor, you get work. And then suddenly it is, the grass you. is always greener. Well, I mean, any really serious actor does not want to be known for a commercial and I mean, I, I mean, you want to be known and yeah. you were making good money. I'm sure it was a national commercial. It was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good money. They lowballed me a little bit. Yeah. Well, and, um, you brought a, you brought a lot to it. You know that, right? I do. I like yeah. to think that I brought yeah. myself to it. Yeah. 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 I tried to find more than just the script. Right. Right. And, uh, but you know, whatever, it's a commercial. It's not. So anyway, but you were you know, famous for famous for that. And then, um, Ben, as you know, people, so this is what happened to Ben. Ben got fucked. He got so (laughs) fucked. So Ben got caught buying a bag of weed in Tompkins square park. Yes. Uh, I was actually a little more stealth of that. It was a delivery service in the lower East side, but I did buy it on the street. In a kilt with no underwear. Oh, all right. So that didn't help. I didn't help. know that. That was, yeah, so that was something that we'll chalk up to a young man, young man not knowing better. I'm going to give you that. Okay. So, uh, but the thing is, is that it was actually perfectly in character with Ben's, Ben's character on the uh, yeah, commercial. Yeah. But of course, the, uh, you know, you know the business couldn't handle it. The Dell, right. the the Dell brand didn't want that. The man couldn't handle, handle it. it, so they they jettisoned their like really successful commercial commercial you know yeah. campaign. Uh, and they went down the tube after that too. Did they? I bet. Yeah, yeah be, because you were kind of a bit of a cult hero. It was kind of cool, like how you got caught doing that. I mean, we were all like, yeah. Everybody was yeah, like, of course he's a stoner. It, yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, and that's like just fuck you, corporate America. Fuck you. We don't need you. We're in a nonprofit radio station here. Fuck you. I yeah. can say whatever I want. Uh, Stick it to the man. So anyway, when I met Ben, it was fairly shortly after that, and so I'm in this, you know, very small theater doing my solo show. I only started performing a couple of years before that. Never had any training or performing before. And there, there's all of a sudden, it's Ben Curtis. And you had your girlfriend at the time, too, yeah. right? Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know this? Did you know this? Not two of them. <laughs> did, oh, in addition. Did you? Oh, no. no. Did you know though. this, Cassie? Did, no, I loved it. Loved oh. <laughs> Am I spilling the beans, Ben? No, no, Are you going to know? She knows I, I had a girlfriend at that time. Does girl. she know that you've had other girlfriends before her? What? Shh, don't tell. What? <laughs> and And... Cassie, yeah. you you didn't date anybody. You were waiting I've been for waiting Ben. My whole life for the Dell, uh-huh. and that's why you're <laughs> the Dell dude, right? Up. And that's why you're engaged now, so you can finally 
uh, copulate. I yeah. think is that the right exactly. word? So she can hold me down. That's right. I'm very excited for you guys. Will you make a video of that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. So anyway, uh, so Ben was there and uh, you actually were a guest on my show, right? You I volunteered and we did Actually psycho- by choice. By I got choice. Analyzed so you, on stage. And you got analyzed on <laughs> stage. And honestly, all I remember, I remember being thrilled that you were there. I remember being thrilled that you were on stage and like, you know, it was a full crowd and the, like there were reviewers. It was really great. And you were great. And the only thing I really remember now is that you started out as a uh, magician. That's all I remember. So what oh, do you right. what do you remember from that? I what just, made you come to my show? Well, I was, you know, in Scotland. I think I'd been there for weeks. And I I saw this. I thought it was fascinating that someone was doing like a psychoanalysis or psychotherapy show. And um uh, also, I knew you're from New York. I read right. that. So I thought it would be cool to go see a show like that. And uh, I don't know, just the whole concept was fascinating. And it was like a f- really, you know, when you're in the Edinburgh Festival, there's so much theater coming at you. So you're thinking like in nighttime, what could I sit through? What would that maybe be enjoyable? And that, you know, I could walk into with no idea what to expect and anything could happen in a way. So I, I really liked that. And then okay. I think... Uh, I remember you seeing like seeming like, you know, not not too crazy. So I could probably participate if I wanted to. You, you never know in theater. You know, oh, what you're yeah. Gonna get. Well. And um, and I thought, you know, you only live once. So it, it was the audience was really reserved. I felt like maybe that's because it was in the UK. Yeah. And, but I people mean- had been drinking. But. I was like, yeah, I'll get on stage. I, I'm usually, I'll, I'll always volunteer myself. <laughs> no, it's great. Because you only live once. So if you're, you know, you can either sit back or you can jump in. So exactly. That's what exactly. I remember. And then you being really cool and us talking afterwards. And Do you remember and anything rest, we talked about? No. No. No idea. You, I, yeah, you told me that you're, that, and I was like, oh, that's how he got started as a, as a magician. Oh, that makes sense. But anyway, I remember you being lovely and your girlfriend was lovely, as your fiance certainly seems Thanks. lovely. You're Thank good you. with the ladies, Ben. <laughs> I try. <laughs> if you're going to be in a relationship. That must come with the name Ben, huh, yeah. Ben? Ben the inter- yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, so we haven't really, so I mean, I was, so anyway, I wanted, I was like, you know, I wonder if Ben Curtis would be on my show. So uh, I reached I was out excited. to you. And I'm excited that you're here. And I'm excited that you are here. Yeah, me too. So I want to get to your music and okay. uh, the music. Everyone's the group music yes. and the trio music. So will you tell us just a little bit about Full Moon Party? What you know, what genre or how you would describe the music and the band? Just tell us a little bit. Sure. Well, I think everyone has a different definition. Um, it's kind of hard to describe a genre of music these days. Yeah. I think if you had to put us in one umbrella, mm-hmm. really vague, general, big umbrella, mm-hmm. we'd fall under the indie folk uh-huh. uh, scene. But we are, we've been described as ghost story, New Orleans, vaudeville, blues. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're, we're a blend of blues, Americana, folk, and I don't even know what else? What Little Rock. And you yeah. all, you all write and you all, all sing. Yeah. So you write together uh-huh. and then the music sort of develops 
Yeah. Through, through the three of you. Yeah. Sometimes we'll write our own songs and then, you know, we'll create, like they'll create music for it or sometimes mm-hmm. they'll come in with a tune and we'll create together or we'll just, you know, we just all work together as a team. And, and we just, all sing on each other's stuff. And... Yeah. Robbie, is this true? Because, you know, you haven't, I haven't I given you so much of a chance away. to say anything and they're, they're talking for it's you. So I need to know if you're agreeing or not. No, no, it's true. We, we all work together. Like she, she often starts with a melody and then we'll either like have some music to go along with it or we'll start with music and then she has a melody developed and we kind of work together, mm-hmm. just make it mold together. Mm-hmm. We all have very unique voices too, I think. Yeah. It's not very traditional, each one of us. So the three of us singing together, mm-hmm. I think makes it something special. Yeah. And I started, I started singing just a couple years ago and when we met, um, I, oh, this is funny. and yeah. when we met, I, um, I I felt comfortable enough to to share this like little song I had been singing in my you know in the bath in the in the shower I was like here here's this little song you know you meet someone you like them you share and then Ben hadn't picked up a guitar in like five years or something like that well, a year a which year, was okay. I, rare for me because I'd been writing music my whole life but this was the one time when I yeah. hadn't and so yeah and then and well you can finish well when so when i met cassie it it all came out so she shared herself with me and then all of this music started coming out and i wrote about 10 songs and like a month or two with Mm -hmm. her and we wrote back and forth Mm -hmm. and we fell in love doing that Mm -hmm. and then robbie and i were in another band danny fingers and the thumbs and we have played everywhere with that group but it wasn't our music it was danny's music and i remember cassie coming to a show and she was like i want to be the lead singer and i want that band and, and I, she literally got them. here they are most of them <laughs> and so cassie did yeah. you did you know ben when you came to the see the music yeah we you've been dating we, yeah, yeah. she was very supportive together. yeah yeah yeah. So I would come and, and see him play, and we've been together five years now. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So Danny Fingers was a couple years in to our relationship. So you but. guys, because I I was fooling around with the with the with the uh, with the you know the technical uh-huh. stuff for a second. So I just want to make sure we all got this. Because you guys, if I'm confused, you're confused people <laughs> out there. So when you Cassie, when you and Ben met, you were starting to sing. Yeah, like uh, not n- just to myself in my, in my bedroom. <laughs> but Ben thought you could sing, and then the two of you started doing, and you were like, "Yeah, let's do music." Yeah, yeah. I was like sent him this like very bad song that I'm just like oh, singing on my phone, mm-hmm. and I'd sing it to him, and then he'd he'd, he'd respond. So we had this like cute little call and response, and then um, you know I just started writing my own songs, and he would pick up the guitar, and um, it just flowed naturally, yeah. um, and I think. One thing that I love about working with these guys is that we're all really close friends and you know like I'm not a traditional trained singer I actually have had very little experience mm-hmm. but what we all love is that we get to express ourselves mm-hmm. and it's a really cool place like you having this radio show you know this is you like sharing yourself with the world and I feel like <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah Fuck yeah. yeah and yeah. we and we all get to we all get to do this and I feel and these guys are such great musicians and um I just feel like it's just it's so easy it's like play and i'm just really yeah. grateful to have it in my life it brings more joy you yeah know you mean? know i have yeah. to say one of the i mean i'm i'm hearing you because one of the best one of the things that i just love about this radio show is that um it's part of a community the mm-hmm. radio free brooklyn community and i get to like hang out 
with my uh, handsome intern. <laughs> but we have, you know, meetings, and it's a family, and it's everybody. It's just so great. That's awesome. It's so great. Yeah. And um, I just want to say one other thing with Robbie. Uh, you know, he was in that band, and and when the lead singer Danny wouldn't show up or would be late, we'd jam, and and we both had the blues in common, which mm-hmm. is you know a soulful expression that. Mm-hmm. that anyone can really do but Robbie has a really special gift for that and I felt and he's just like an awesome person so he's fun to be around so we uh immediately had this synergy and then we found out we were all neighbors oh, and so we weird. started jamming and oh that's awesome and you'll hear when he opens his mouth his voice is incredible and he's a really great musician so it it just helped balance us it was like what we were looking for and we all I think it, it inspired me to write more and basically every time we get together, we write something. So uh, it's been really incredible to, so it was just obvious that we needed to form our own group yeah, in this project. Yeah. It flows really naturally with you guys, I feel like. It's like uh, whatever I'm lacking, I feel like either Cassie or Ben can help me with that. So, mm-hmm. and I'm, I think I think my strength can help you guys too. So yeah. it all just works out perfectly. Yeah. It's good, it's yeah. like a little family. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so tell us about what you're going to play. So this uh, this song is called Big Red, and it goes out to women. And um, it's just about us sort of discovering our our power. We might be really sweet and pretty or shy or whatever, but every girl has sort of a, a beast inside. So this is called Big Red. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> and we totally support Future is Female and yeah. those movements right now, especially. Okay. So... Uh, we love we yeah. love that stuff. So if we're, um, I guess if we're too loud, y'all figure it out. Uh, we're, 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 we're keeping our eye on the okay. board. I'm just gonna do. Um, I'm just gonna scoot back. Okay. All right, y'all ready? Yes. All right. One, two, three. Hey there, little red riding hood. You sure are looking good. You're everything that a big bad wolf would want Mr. Yamits understood me for a damsel in distress I ain't lost in the woods You better run fast, no fooling around I'll blow your little house down Cause I hide real good In my little red hood But underneath Long lives the beast Oh, what big eyes you have Better to see you with Oh Claws you have Better to Claw you with Oh What big teeth you have Oh honey Better to Eat you with Cause I hide real good In my little red hood But underneath Long lives the All right, Robbie. About the black skies and how 
daughter her grandma's house leader of the pack i'm prowling the streets growling at the moon showing off my teeth because i hide real good in my little red hood but underneath long lives the bee believe i'm in this like tiny room with these people it's really fun it's incredible uh so uh whoa i gotta get back on the horse after that it's gonna uh, you know when i'm gonna do a station id because i gotta do that anyway yeah so i gotta refocus that totally blew my mind <laughs> i'm not kidding i mean it's a fairly fragile mind to begin with but still okay so anyway just like that was uh this is dr lisa talking to full moon party yeah and, yeah and they just played like so uh yeah radio free brooklyn radio free brooklyn.com look at look us up come and join us give us some money go to radio free brooklyn.com and pledge because that way we can buy the intern Ben a sandwich. <laughs> he looks he looks like he needs a sandwich. <laughs> and I'd like to get him one. Oh. <laughs> anyway, oh, okay, okay. Okay, we got to get we got to get to the neck. We got to get through this interview so we can get to all the music. <laughs> no, we got was, no problem with that. Thank you. <laughs> that was really awesome. Um Okay, so yeah, so just you know, I'm like the thing is, we we don't have enough time. This is how I'm feeling. I want you guys to know, okay? Not you guys here. You people, you listeners. So here's the deal. Uh, there is so much to cover. There are so many directions to go in in this room with these people <laughs> that I have to now sort through my head which which 
step to get on that's going to be the most interesting for all of us. So anyway, okay, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to finish the marijuana story, which I think is <laughs> not what I really want to focus on. And then It's overrated. And then I want to get into uh a little bit about Ben's background because he's from a his father was a pastor who came out as gay, which is crazy. We got to hear about that. And then I also want to hear about his relationship with his fiance. But maybe we'll, that will be a good chance to talk to Robbie and just have him tell us about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, let's see here's Robbie's perspective yeah, on Robbie. all this. Yeah, maybe we will. So let's get going. Let's get going. So, so okay, I said it. Okay, Ben. So tell tell me how you felt at the time. Like, what was that like? Like when you got caught and all that. What was that like at the time for you? Um. Well, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. First, I mean, obviously, it was a big. It's getting arrested is a big bummer. You were in jail overnight. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been all weekend, but my agency panicked, and as they should have, and mm-hmm. uh, hired a lawyer and got me out the next day. And um, did which, your folks know? Not yet, but it was on CNN headline news before I was out. the The tagline was "Dude, you're getting a cell," and that was <laughs> like <laughs> this kind of cell. I wish like I'd cell, written that. Like, <laughs> people think cell phone these days, but yeah. no, it was a jail yeah. cell. And so, um, that was yeah. on Fox News. Was and... that really upsetting being in the police station? Was were you? Oh afraid? yeah, it's were you horrible. afraid? I wasn't. Uh, I was afraid at first, mostly because I didn't have underwear on and I was in a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, you had a bare ass, yeah, so to speak. Underneath, the cops didn't know that. But then my friend, whose father was a defense attorney, his name was Josh. And he's a great guy, and he knew right away to bring me pants and underwear. Oh, good. And the cops just laughed at me, and they actually put me in my own cell because of that at first, because they knew I wouldn't last in there very long like that. Um, You know, that was the first time I'd used toilet paper as a pillow, as you do there. You (laughs) you get really creative real quick. Uh But all the cops came by and harassed me and yelled, like taunted me about the Dell thing. They all knew right away, and they're really obnoxious. So um, that sucked. And then when I went down to Central Booking... That was also pretty, you know, it's gross. That's it's not supposed to be. I've a actually been fun down thing. there for a photo shoot and oh, I cool. have seen it. So yeah, there's a lot of roaches um, an anti, and food you know, on the wall. An anti crime, fo- you know, ad. Oh, uh, cool. Doing some ads. So it is really one of the most extreme um, situations I've ever witnessed personally. And I've been to some third world countries oh, and wow. stuff. So yeah, I it's kind of like being in a third world me. country. Yeah. It's worse. And, um, <laughs> But I had this, there was a really amazing experience, and I've written a, since written a one-man show that's kind of done called mm-hmm. Dude, You're Getting a Cell, uh-huh. and it's and it's about being a prisoner of yourself, because I really believe we're the only ones holding ourselves back in life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I suffered for years, and I didn't realize that I was the only one holding myself back, and, and drugs was part of that, and so it was all a big wake-up call. But long story short, how that all started is I was sitting in the cell and one of the guys next to me was a heroin addict and he was, you know, detoxing in a jail cell, which mm. is n- no fun and yeah. uh, off heroin. Mm-hmm. And I just talked to him I, and he was crying and I asked him, you know, what was wrong? And he said, well, this is my like third time going upstate. He was about to go to Rikers mm. and he said, you know, I have a son. And then he asked me my age and it turns out I was the exact age of his son. And it was kind of a wake-up call for both of us, him just knowing, okay, here's more of the same. 
but I really have to get my life together. And me thinking, you know, this could be me. And um, really? what a beautiful, kind of a sad, but beautiful experience to share with a human being that we both had this moment, no matter if he was mm-hmm. on drugs or not, or me, um, you know, that we're mm-hmm. from two different worlds right. and we came together. And so that's when I started to get like, oh, wow, you know, I'm here because of my actions. No one made me, you know, I can wow. think cops stink all they want, but they're just doing their job. Mm-hmm. Um, were you, you said um, you were using drugs. Do you mean anything besides marijuana? Um, yeah, I did. I mean, but I was only arrested for the pot. No, no, but I mean, lies. when you said you were thinking about like, you know, your own drug use, I'm like, yeah. what, like smoking a joint every other week? Oh, no, no, no. I smoked all day long every day. Oh, I drank a lot. Okay. I You were I, doing the yeah, you I did cocaine. Um, I mean, when you have money and fame and post-traumatic stress, it doesn't go well. <laughs> post-traumatic stress from? From, uh, I was a 9-11 survivor. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, so from... after the Dell commercials, I lived, I moved to Ground Zero. And I wasn't in the towers, but I was I was there. I was like a, yeah. about a block away. I watched the beginning of it from my bed and the rest of it from right next to it and so I saw a lot of people die I almost lost I luckily personally did not lose anyone but you know that's when I really got my fate that day and how how precious and short life is and um, so that you know also that's why it was hard to be the Dell dude at that point on because I saw I felt like I saw what really mattered in life and Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily Dell commercials but in hindsight, I see that I brought joy to people and mm-hmm. I just wasn't able to embrace that because I was suffering so much and I was so mm-hmm. sick and I didn't know it. So I was mm-hmm. using drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. to self-medicate, but obviously mm-hmm. they only made things worse. Yeah, because, um, and I have spoken to other people who, I mean, you know, watching, I know like people who have seen like people jumping. That's what I'm, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. thinking about. Yeah, a lot of that. Um from the towers and so people that have experienced that that's like a whole other level mm-hmm. of i mean i was in manhattan and all that but mm-hmm. i mean you know that's a whole other level of um a, a 9-11 experience and i do believe that it's very serious and um probably did not get any attention or not the attention it should mm-hmm. have gotten at the time because mm-hmm. those the people in your situation and there were a lot of them mm-hmm. uh weren't hurt physically Mm -hmm. and survived and Mm -hmm. were okay so you weren't there wasn't any attention given to people that witnessed that but i it's huge do you still feel like when 9-11 comes around does it still affect you or yeah um i mean luckily the 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 most difficult thing and the and the blessing in disguise was because i was I had fame at that time. I was talking about it a lot. I was being interviewed a lot. So uh, I was able to talk about it. I've always been really open with my feelings and I've been in therapy my whole life. Yeah. Um, so that was healthy. But at the same time, and, you know, it's so surreal and watching buildings fall. You yeah. see that in a movie, but, yeah. you know, you, you mm-hmm. see a like 200 story building falling. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, trying to. I, I was always trying to replay it because my body kept numbing to it to, uh-huh. to deal with it. And uh-huh. so, um, you know, I think uh, it, you know, it, it helped me deal with it at the time and talk about it. Then um, I even forgot what the question was. So, so yes, it does affect me. Um, yeah, and I think right. mostly. Yeah. No, it's a big deal. Mostly. Uh, 
yeah, there was some darkness that crept in that I had never really tapped into. And so that sort of comes up and I, I sort of avoid the downtown area, but um, it's a good reminder just to, uh, now I see it as a reminder to really mm-hmm. live your life. Yeah. And, and that's what I got out of it. Like to get on stage if you have it. Yeah. And like, <laughs> thank God I've been healing and, and, you know, I've been dealing with it. So, you know, I write music. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I'm still a performer. Um, I, I do healing with others. That's very healing for me. So Cassie and I have a, so would you say that as far as like, um, what happened that, so does that incident, like I was going to ask you whether, um, you know, being arrested or having that experience with the marijuana and what it, you know, your mm-hmm. career and all that, if that was how that affected you. But uh, did it affect you or was it really the 9-11 experience or both? Or how It was it- all the above. I mean, the arrest helped it stop uh-huh. because I didn't know how bad I was till till the fame or the commercial stopped yeah. and then... I see. Uh, people started to pick up on some things. I mean, my agents just thought I was a punk that was couldn't stop ruining. Right, but the I mean, good as far thing, as your but, life, what I meant to say, and I didn't really make this clear, but what I mean is like, and your life today, as far as like, because you're involved in um, a healing practice, mm-hmm. you're involved in a um, extremely well regarded big deal, and they call it off Broadway, but almost on Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a big role in it. That's eight shows a week, folks. That's a big deal, and you have a music career. You're involved in so many things. Mm-hmm. So, what I wanted to, what I was going to ask you was, did that experience of getting arrested and what happened to your career does that affect you today, or is it? Oh. But now I'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe it's the 9/11 or both, or how can you? Oh yeah, you it's both. I mean, it helped me relate to. Uh, I always felt the strange connection to homeless people when I moved to New York and to drug addicts, and I didn't never knew why until I kind of became one. Um, I wasn't homeless, but I was addicted, uh, and um, so that whole process led me to a lot of humility and just mm-hmm. getting on the same page with mm-hmm. people and mm-hmm. also tapping into my creativity because you can use pain and suffering to heal and to express yourself. Mm-hmm. And so all of that informed mm-hmm. this today and it, and it forced me like I, I literally, my acting career ended. I was kind of blacklisted after getting oh. arrested. So that's crazy. Yeah, it was really, and I still struggle with that. I mean, most of the work I get now, I get on my own because I nurture relationships and I go after what I believe in, but it's but still folks, hard to work. these credentials are incredible. I mean, you, you got a scholarship at mm-hmm. NYU Tisch. I mean, you must be, you must have shown incredible talent. I mean, it's true. And that's what, and yes, now that I'm mad. All the time. Now I'm mad. Fuck you, uptight people. The guy's <laughs> talented. Why are you judging? Thank you. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. So, now yeah. I just didn't but, give up. so do you think that are you sober now? I am. Okay. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so you that have a, helps. So all that stuff has, and then um, because you know, do you believe us? We only have twenty minutes left, and I really Whoa. want to get in like all this other stuff. So I'll tell you what. Why don't we play another song, and okay. then I'll get you to talk about your dad, who um is a pastor and came out as gay. Yeah. And then we'll have time for a little more music after that. Okay. So why don't you play your next song and what tell us about it? So um actually I don't know. Uh Bravo kind of hey. deals with um addiction, yeah. yeah addiction and uh suffering and 
I love I that topic. That's right. a really. I love that topic. Um, <laughs> and I really want to do hollow for sure. So okay. We well, for, so we'll, let's just we'll do have this time and then before. We'll go. Yeah. Okay. So this All is right. another song that Cassie wrote, but she and I have a uh, you know some similar backgrounds. I wrote the lyrics and the melody, but also the guys came up with the music, so it's really yeah. a team. But this is. I'm always changing the lyrics, so I might forget a couple. But uh, but this is really about you know chasing that high and um, stardom to rock bottom and uh, kind of getting lost along just, the way. So you you've experimented with drugs? Or yeah, yeah. I've I've had a really similar road um, to and Ben. Are you sober now as well? I was sober for almost five years. I'm not sober now. Um, I will say that I think addiction with anything is a slippery slope. And, um, you know, I I think sometimes I struggle to find the middle ground. And But I just take an honest look at it and take things a day at a time, you know. Well, you seem yeah. like you're doing great to me. Okay. So. <laughs> well, thank you. That's all that matters. You want to start us off you want me sure. to?
down she falls. Let's hear it for the little red. Red down. So, Cassie, were you an actress as well? Yes. Did What kind of stuff did you do? Um, well, I uh, I went to the New Actors Workshop and I had the privilege of studying with director Mike Nichols before wow. he passed away. Wow. And sort of my story is uh, he referred me to his casting director and I thought, oh, I've got this. I, you know, I'm going to make it big now. And, um, you know, I think I was in a time in my life, too, where I wasn't following up and I was sort of in a little bit of self-sabotage. So um, I... I just sort of take a, took a break, and the last couple of years, um, I started writing and producing my own work. So oh, lovely. Um, so yeah. yeah. So you got to send us some links so we okay. can put it on the page and we post. Okay, great. Post this episode. Cool. So um, Ben, your father. So your father came out as gay. Mm-hmm. Your father was a pastor, and uh, so what was that like? This. What does a pastor do? Was it was a small town in Tennessee? What was that? Well, like? I mean, it was a city, Chattanooga, Tennessee. So it's one of the, I don't know, like the fourth largest city in Tennessee, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it has a small town feel and uh, it's, he's an Episcopal. He was the rector. So he was sort of the head of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and he That was, was his full-time job. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Full-time. And, but he does give, he gave pastoral care. Um, mm-hmm. So he not only was doing the sermons every day every sunday growing up he also was a pastor in our school that was connected to the episcopal church it was really cool it was like an all uh we celebrated all religions there mm-hmm. and um yeah, episcopal. yeah he was actually really liberal and he mm-hmm. let me go to synagogue with my friends oh, growing nice. up and so i learned a lot about religion and uh-huh. he was also worked in civil rights um so it was i i was we were sort of black sheep in tennessee because mm-hmm. they were also we were like the only democrats around and um so your father was uh, like a pretty forward thinking yeah he guy. was and we had you know he had gay friends and uh i didn't have any yet but i knew them and um so when he came out i was actually going through puberty and i was oh, like wow. around 11 wow and i all my sexual identity was you know was based on his so it was very jarring for me because I thought we were like he was kind of a ladies' man, and he was really sensitive, and you know uh-huh. that was sexy. And my parents, you know, they taught me that it was okay to be sensitive because I struggled with that, and I didn't, I was not a ladies' man because I was so sensitive. But not um, like now, yeah. not like yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't cool when you're younger in high school, uh, at least not in my school, uh, which was an all boys school. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so it was definitely jarring. It was like, you know, you mm-hmm. see one thing with the world and the carpet was ripped out from under me. You know what's interesting? So I've been thinking about this because when I did all the research on you and when you're talking about it now, um, you're, the topic of your mother doesn't come up. So I was uh-huh. kind of curious, like, what the role your mother had in your father coming out. Are you, are your parents still together? How did she respond? Mm-hmm. What? And you have, you're the youngest. You have an older sister, right? Correct. Holly. Yeah. yeah. So... And, um. Well, my mother and I were really close, and she did not respond well. Um, Meaning, they didn't have like the Meaning greatest what? marriage. Was that a throwing pot thing, or like, you're fucking gay? You're well, faggot! Get out of here! She was also southern, so she it probably wasn't quite didn't sound that way. But that's uh, the Jewish mother response. Yeah, yeah you're right. uh, she. Um, 
well, they had, they were already separated. Their marriage was already not uh, working. Oh, all right. So she mostly resented him um, because, you know, she had kind of... the sex sucked. Sorry, I had to... Uh, uh, maybe. No, shut I don't up. know. It could have been good. Who shut knows? Up. Uh, but they... Um, you know, I remember saying that she felt kind of like she was supposed to marry him, and at one point she thought about leaving him, and they had a therapist that said, if you leave him, he won't make it, which is oh, awful. That's terrible. And she already had a, a bad relationship with her father, who had um, uh, committed suicide when she oh, was a teenager. That's so horrible. This is just like one more man leaving her in her life. That mm-hmm. uh, and, and so she was really angry because she really yeah. tried to make a relationship work that and she wasn't necessarily fully in love with him. And um, so there was a lot of yelling and crying. And, and th- he betrayed therapy. her, frankly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, she was he was gay. I mean, I mean, he always knew he was attracted to men, but he also was attracted to women and he was in love with her. So and he really wanted a family. Yeah, so, I guess. Yes yeah. and no. Yes and no. I mean, yeah, he didn't sure, come out till he was 50. It. Yeah, I get um, it. No, I get it. Till he learned I, I more about himself. Sorry, Dad. It's confusing. <laughs> it is. It's confusing to hear about. And it's confusing yeah. growing up in the 40s in the South when you're not allowed to be that, you know? So if you have feelings, you're certainly not. So how is um, their relationship, your relationship with them today? It's so good. They're so much happier not oh, together. Good. Oh, good. My and mom, they're good friends? Mm, they're, they get along. They get along, okay. Uh, we actually have... Um, Christmas together as a family nice. in the last few years, which is really mm-hmm. huge. Holidays are horrible with families anyway. Yeah. Let alone ours. Really but um, we we actually managed to do it and it's really beautiful. And I don't know if they just gotten so old that they don't care anymore, but um, they they make it work. And, you know, they've, I think, gotten over it. And um, uh-huh. do they both have other partners? Or no, partner? they've yeah. sort of tried, but it didn't work for either one of them. Yeah. Um, but I'm best friends with each one of them. You know, my mom, I lived with alone for seven years after right. they divorced. And then my dad actually became a better father. So I got to develop relationships separately and really closely with each of them. Right. So that's really good. Yeah. And my sister yeah. and I are still working through hours, too, because she was so much older that she was gone for uh, most, you know, after I was 10, she was gone. She was like eight she was years in college, or yeah. something like that. So we're um, we're starting to really repair that. And it's... Um, you mean get to know each other? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah. And we have different relationships uh-huh. with our parents, too. So it, uh-huh. it's, it can right. be challenging. Where does she live? She lives in... She actually now lives with my mom in Chattanooga. Oh. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah. And she was the one that taught me to, like, get out and go travel and oh, get out of the South. Terrific. And, what does she do? Uh, she works in finance and she's um, uh, she's incredibly she's smart. Yeah, smart and really creative. She's a really talented dancer and oh, artist. And, nice. um, and yeah. Great. She chose so we have um, 10 minutes left, which is five minutes. Yeah. Oh, my dad's coming up to see the show, which is. Oh, great. You know, we're, I don't know if we're going to talk much about it, but the Crusade of Connor oh, Stevens, yeah, you should, this play yeah. off Broadway. I play the gay son of an evangelical minister. It's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like reverse roles. And my name is in the play is Jimmy. And that was my dad's name growing up. Wow. And so I think. Um, you Do you know, think that influenced the casting director? I no, mean, besides, not at all. He didn't know that? No. I mean, I mean he knew I was have, a preacher's it must have, kid. It must have helped you. It must help you do the part in general. Maybe. I think my no? trauma and past helped i mean oh, really? you could be a preacher skip but that doesn't mean you can you're a good actor you can tap into a lot of emotion uh, yeah and you can you know fight for you know a bigoted 
hateful father. But, you know, what's really beautiful about the play is it's basically everything our country's dealing with today personified in this family. So there's no one you won't connect with on stage. Mm -hmm. The grandmother's hilarious. um, And she's Mm -hmm. sort of the glue of the whole family. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just looks at what it means to be human and truthful and, and, um, you know, religious and intolerance and um, just looking at different sides and people develop these uh, ways of coping with with uh, ghosts of their past that really puts off other people, sometimes those closest to you. So basically mm-hmm. in this play, the ghosts of the past all come out in this family mm-hmm. reckoning with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like how we deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think you said something really great um in a, in the interview I saw, but uh, it was like something about dealing with the conditions of unconditional love or yeah. something. Mm. Yeah, that, that unconditional love is always dealing well. With, in my it's opinion, it's all, there's all, it's really pretty much conditional love mm-hmm. to some degree. Yeah, it always very rarely is, is really unconditional. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a very universal uh, feeling that we all experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, you know this this I just want to say this friend of mine Matthew Shurka who's finding to end conversion therapy around the world. Mm-hmm. He's a Survivor, and he's—I mean—he's been incredible. He was the guy who single-handedly got the rainbow emoji during the Pride Week oh, on people's phones. Really? Um, and he—he he came to see the play, and he was in tears because he said, "You know, I was just at a pro-conversion mm. therapy yeah. rally the week uh. before." And we in New York forget that, like, most of America still yeah. isn't—you know—we're in different places. Yeah, and we still have a long way That's to go. Really important. And That's so this important. play really helps us deal with that and it's mm-hmm. a catharsis and it's a it stands for that so i think it's really important and you know i, I believe in it with all my heart which is what keeps me doing it night no, after night it's i'm glad yeah and it's gotten really great reviews and it just opens so yeah. um yeah just two weeks ago yeah a week so and a half it's ago pretty, it's, it's so we, pretty we're performing tonight actually if anyone yeah. wants to come this week it's 29 dollar tickets with the code right. cs fireworks well maybe i'll post that morning. too yeah. Okay, so we have five minutes left. That right. means that I'm going to give. I have to hear about your relationship, and I'm okay. I'm giving uh, oh Robbie. Robbie Robbie two minutes. Okay, two minutes. Two minutes. Ben and so, <laughs> yeah, awesome. so pretend we're not minutes, here. Think, yeah. Get closer to the mic. So um, okay, so well, tell me, tell me like why you think it works, and some tell me one thing that they don't know that you think they need to work on. Can you do that? Well, and, but first, tell me, me why you here. think yeah. it works. Uh, that's my job. Well, that's why I'm here. Okay, Honestly, okay. we'll still love you. They're <laughs> two well, of the most me. loving people I've ever met in, in my general, life. Right? Yeah, seriously. It's like weirdly loving. <laughs> but so I think that works well for them. Mm-hmm. Ben's just like the best person I know. Oh, sorry. And he uh, he's always, I always can tell he's taking care of Cassie. Like, So I think that helps a lot, too. Aw. That's really so, sweet. Yeah. Really sweet. It's, so not really let's not like let's not I need to have some cynicism here. So tell me something well, you need to work on. In rehearsal on. there's some tension I yeah. feel sometimes. Really? Like what? Yeah, like I'm just what? kind of like caught right okay, in the middle cool. of it. But so you see tension. Really, what kind of tension? Oh, uh, they're just like bitching about something. You think you know, like there's <laughs> Is it like squabbling something. about the music? Is it creative? Is it about sometimes the creative? creative? Yeah, sometimes creative. Or what creative, else would it be about? I think it's more whatever's happening outside. Before uh, I get out, before I get is there, it right? <laughs> and then yeah. is it is is there are there reoccurring things that come up? Is there a reoccurring um, issue that we could work on next time? 
I can't say. I think it's changing. Yeah, lots of cat. lots of problems. So uh, the problems yeah. they <laughs> they they, problem. they change. Well, that's good. Yeah, so they're not yeah it's stuck. not a consistent problem. Oh well, maybe. that's see now I I consider that a great sign. Yeah, they're I not so stuck. Too. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, we've got four minutes left, and okay. um, I just want to make sure I read quickly um, all the things that you guys are involved in. Cassie, send me some links, and I'll post them when I post this. Uh, session, but I just want you guys. First of all, this play I know is got to be amazing. Um, so you got to go see that Crusade Off Broadway. dot com, right? Crusade two thousand seventeen. dot com. Um, and then uh, you guys have a healing. The two of you, Cassie and Ben, have a healing practice uh, called SoulFitNYC. dot com. And, um, and we're doing a retreat in Nicaragua this January. Oh, wow. That's BalancedGuitar.com. And then um, after this, hearing all this music, you're definitely going to go want to see them live and download their music. Mm-hmm. And it's at full moon, fullmoonpartymusic.com. Mm-hmm. The name of the trio is Full Moon Party. And are you playing anywhere? What's your? Do you have a gig anywhere? That well, we you just played s- last night at La Poisson yeah, big, Rouge, yeah. and we haven't booked anything else because we're starting to work on uh, recording an album. Oh, um, okay. Because cool. we're only six months old. So, oh, uh, all right. But we'll, we'll be playing we'll ke- at Rockwood soon. Okay, so keep up just on the go website. To our website. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can we uh, crank out the song? song? What's the next song? This is. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is called Hollow. Um, you want to talk about it or just play? Just play. Just it. play, yeah. Heart of gold. I just 